watch too much hockey. Puck face from Monday to Saturday and Sunday matinees. Puck face. You're such a puck face. Live from my apartment, it's Puck Face Podcast, where hockey culture and counterculture collide. I'm Alaris, the producer and occasional interrupter. And now, the man who puts the horn in Patrick Hornquist. Here's Taylor. TheFreeDictionary.com defines horny as having horns or horn-like projections. Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the Super Horny Hockey Countdown, where Alaris and I rank all 31 NHL goal horns. You may ask yourself, self why would I want to listen to a couple of goofballs from Vancouver Island ramble about horns for 76 minutes? And to that I say, there's a parody of John Lennon's Imagine at the end, and you won't get the context without the list. The first goal horn was used in the 1970s by the Chicago Blackhawks, presumably to distract fans from all the first-place finishes with no Stanley Cup to show for it. The Minnesota North Stars followed suit in the 1980s, presumably to distract fans from all the last-place finishes with no Stanley Cup to show for it. So what makes a great horn? First of all, you need a strong sound that's pleasing enough to the ear while retaining a sense of power, celebration, and just the right amount of cacophony. Two, you need a song that pairs well with the horn, invites audience participation, and is the right mix of fun to rock out to for home fans, and earwormy and annoying for the away team's fans. Bonus points if the song matches the atmosphere of the building, the themes evoked by the franchise, and or the personality of the market or geography in which the franchise is situated. Now let's get horny. But first, the news. A new study shows that an entire country going vegan would create a food supply incapable of sustaining the population's nutritional requirements. Vegans have responded by demanding another study be prepared especially for them. A BC driver has been busted for attaching a smartphone and tablet to his steering wheel. The man will appear in court next week where he is expected to plead millennial. A man was arrested for tossing pebbles out of a moving vehicle. Police say this doesn't bode well for the man's current divorce trial and that Wilma is likely to win full custody of the child. One of the UK's top Scrabble players has been banned from competition for not holding his tile bag at shoulder height. Experts are calling this the biggest scandal in competitive Scrabble history since one of the players' moms didn't pick him up after. A Canadian couple ended its lengthy divorce trial with a ruling that their Edmonton Oilers season tickets be held in joint custody. It's the first case in Canadian legal history of both sides losing a custody battle. And that's the news. On the rankings themselves, we decided based on Alaris's reticence to specifically and numerically rank each horn that the official Puckface podcast rankings would be my own rankings. Because, okay, I just want to interrupt you there. Please do. You basically already had your rankings. Yeah. Because that's something that you pay attention to. This was your idea. And for me to <laughs> rank them... <laughs> this was your idea is basically the whole theme of the podcast. I would, <laughs> I would have had to listen to all 31 NHL goal, goal horns, basically for the first time, because I've never really noticed that shit before. Um, and do that a few times over um, to try to figure out where I would rank each individual one. And I just did not have the time. I had a lot of time for that, actually. <laughs> I had the time. Yeah. It just felt like work. Yeah. And 
So I said no. You had the time, but not the inclination. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to that. What, what movie am I referencing now? I have neither the time nor the inclination to You Can't Handle the Truth. What, what movie is that? It's from the early 90s? Uh, A Bug's Life? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it was Ants, actually. Um, I just got those two confused. Um, so uh, we did listen to all the Goldhorns together, and uh, based on your reaction to each of them, I did also place them numerically in an Alaris ranking, sort of. Does that sound copacetic? It does indeed, Taylor. Thank you. I agree. Uh, great. Um, something weird just happened to my computer. Yeah, that was odd. Uh, I think everything's fine. It's a famous Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> um, uh, I've listed uh, the key each horn is in based on your standard acapella pitch pipe. Your mileage may vary in terms of which instrument you use to define what note is being played. I'm musically, like, very semi-literate, so if I call out a key and you're on your treadmill or in your car face-palming, well, I don't drive or exercise, so good for you. <laughs> I've broken the rankings down into several distinct tiers, the first being horns that are just plain bad, the not-at-all-horny tier. So we start from the very, very bottom, the very best place to fart. And I've had farts that sounded less fake and canned than our 31st entry in the key of G with a goal song titled Hey Hey Hockey Town by Kid Rock, the Detroit Red Wings. This part's okay. Oh, this part always makes me upset. <laughs> um, a horn is an inanimate object, and the Red Wings horn somehow manages to sound bored, like it knows all its Stanley Cups and President's Trophies are behind it, and it's phoning this one in. I guess it's neat that a Detroit guy wrote a goal song for the Detroit Red Wings, but after Hey Hey Hockey Town, it's really bland and not up-tempo enough. Full disclosure... I'm not a big Kid Rock fan, but I'm not a big Pantera fan either, and the goal of the song that they wrote for the Dallas Stars is freaking baller. Uh, Elias, you and I disagree on the Stars, which we will get to eventually, but you made a very important observation about the Red Wings horn. I did indeed, Taylor. <laughs> um, when that goal horn started, I thought, okay, so we're listening to the beginning of John Lennon's Imagine, um, and then it just kind of jumps into someone alerting us to the fact that we are indeed at a hockey game. Um, and in, a, in an extremely annoying way. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, at first when you said this, I was like, what? No, that, that cannot be true. Um, but then I listened to Imagine, and you are completely right. Uh, here, here's proof. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> so, that is uncanny. <laughs> uh, on that point, say stay tuned to the end of the episode for a very special treat that I've already spoiled. Um, number 30. In the key of F, with a song called Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World, the Florida Panthers.
So there you've got a supporting note, a minor third above the keynote, which a lot of NHL horns do, and most of them sound way nicer than that. There's nothing at all distinctive here. The sound itself is underwhelming. It has the same canned feel to it like Detroit's horn. I don't buy for a second that it's an actual horn making this noise. It's very MP3-ish. The panther roaring is appropriate, and that's all well and good, but you need to pair it with deadly animal chasing you music. This is ninth grader smoking a cigarette in the rain while dressed in black ironically music. Fair and before I critique the song further, Alaris, you loved this horn. In fact, you had it a, a ninth overall in your ranking, sort of. So explain yourself. Um, I thought the horn, you know, sounded well and good. It sounded like a classic NHL or sorry, rather a classic like hockey goal horn sound <laughs> to me. Um, and then I got excited about the music because it's just weirdly nostalgic for me and I hadn't heard it in a long time and it made me very happy. So apparently you had a better 2003 than I did. Uh, I take it that was a good year for you? It was not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, it was the year that I finally uh, fled the city of Nanaimo and my terrible, terrible life there. So, well, okay. it has that going for it. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All I did was in 2003 was get a respiratory illness and literally weigh 98 pounds. Oh. Um, I've ballooned to a healthy 127. I was not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You look great. You look uh. great. <laughs> okay, at number 29, we have in the key of A flat ish. Uh, with a song called Combative by CFO Dollar Sign. Um, <laughs> the, the whole, what am I, how do you say, like, how do you say dollar sign other than just saying dollar sign? Okay, I feel like this is a good time to point out that I actually basically have not read anything that, that we're talking about. Okay. Um, so a lot of the things that you're going to say will take you by surprise. Okay, well, great. So you're, <laughs> you're doing the captions, so... Um, um, I am a hell of a producer. Yes, you really I are. haven't read it. Just, we'll do it. Yeah, all right. Uh, Washington Capitals goals. Scoring. <laughs> The horn plus siren is overstimulating, unpleasant, and way too buzzy. I respect that. What I can't respect is a goal song that sounds like something a party keg would sing if it came to life. This is apparently the entrance music for a WWE wrestler, which, knowing how much Vince McMahon hates paying for the rights to songs, I can't imagine it costs very much. Since we're musically stuck in the early 2000s here, I say to thee, the tribe has spoken. You are the weakest link. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, Alaris, you made a good point about the overall package here. Ah, I think I did. Um, I did like the siren. Um, I thought the uh, siren... I liked the goal horn. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I thought the sirens were a nice touch. Um, but then the song comes on and they're just like stepping all over each other. Um, and there was like a feeling of excitement with the goal horn and the sirens going. And then the song is just, just yeah. disappointing. There's nothing there. So in other words, the perfect goal horn for the Washington Capitals. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Number 28. In the key of A with a song called The Gaslight Anthem by Howell. The New Jersey Devils. Ah! 
it sounds a lot like the Carolina Hurricanes horn. Uh, you've got a keynote, a uh, major third above the supporting note. This one is closer to a noise an actual freighter might make. Although again, it sounds a little too MP3-ish for me. Now it would be a little higher in the ranking if not for the painfully generic goal song. It's every bro band release from the early 2000s. Now I say to myself, self, what about the you suck chant? You love that in the Nashville Predators goal horn, which you ranked very highly, spoiler. Well, self, I just feel like it's a little tacked on here. If you listen to the rhythmical cadence of the Preds goal song, you get these little breaks where a chant like this makes sense. Here it just comes off as cheesy and forced, particularly when the Devils crowd hasn't quite earned the right to say that about other teams. Uh, yes, the Devils have won cups, but the last one came when Jean Chrétien was prime minister, uh, the good old Shawinigan handshake days. We really agreed on this one, like, spookily, so. It was very spooky. Um, I was uh, starting to get a little bit inebriated at this point, and I went on a rant describing... Uh, a big freighter boat, yeah. like a big whatever you call those boats, yeah. you know, charging through the water and coming up to some ice, and it's like, rah, rah. and then this, you know, shitty early 2000s garage rock yeah. band jumps out onto the ice flow and starts playing a, you know, yeah, shitty song and making a music video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's how I felt at the time. <laughs> That's a great image. And, uh, and also, I will say, just, just, just in case anyone was wondering, we were going alphabetically. So you're getting inebriated by this point. It's not like we were like five songs in the way we are now. Thank um, you for pointing that out. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I said that. And then uh, Taylor showed me what he had said about it or uh, written about it. And yeah. Yeah. It was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah. Um, all right, the Super Horny Hockey Countdown continues in 27th place in the key of C-sharp with a goal song called Flyers Goal Song by DJ Reed Streets. You guessed it, the Philadelphia Flyers. This is my favorite actual horn in the not-at-all-horny tier. Uh, it's a bit simplistic, but it's a much lower pitch than the other horns in the league, which I find refreshing. It's not a very clean sound, so I wouldn't rank it much higher either way. But that goal song. Oh my good lord. Uh, DJ Reed Streets is the Flyers' new in-house DJ, and he's remixed, from, uh, remixed some Steve Aoki and Seven Nation Army to create this monstrosity of a song. It's so unwieldy. You can't really chant along to it, which you could with the original version of Seven Nation Army. And the wee dim boys part, yeah, sure, DJ White person. That's just a ridiculous thing to do to that song. Like you said, you could at least, you know, chant along to the oh, 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 yeah. of the original uh, Seven Nation Army, but the side chaining, like, uh, so it's like, no, yeah, no. I am mad at you, DJ Reed Streets. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really bad. Like, literally every part of it is too long. 
Um, anyway, in 26th place, in the key of kinda F-sharp but flatter, uh, with a song called Bro Him by Pennywise, it's the Anaheim Ducks. It'll be over soon, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I need to run away, but I don't know which way to go because I'm so disoriented. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the genre of bro him is skate punk, which apparently exists. Uh, any song called Aww. any song called Bro Him sounds like it's going to be repulsive until you find out. It was written for and dedicated to two of the bassist's friends, one of whom drowned and the other who died in a car accident. And then Bro Him was rewritten when the bassist himself died at the age of 28. So that stinks. But the reason the song was written doesn't make it a good song. However, it is at least annoying if you're an opposing fan, perhaps even a little earwormy, if not quite in the way Chelsea Dagger is, that for me saves this from the very bottom. Uh, Elaris, I put this last on your ranking, sort of, based on your reaction to it. Did you have any additional thoughts? <laughs> I feel like I, um, on hearing it again, I feel exactly the same way as I did before. It's, uh, it's off-putting and disorienting how the key of the horn and the song clash a lot. Yeah. Um, the horn starts, and it sounds way on the sad trombone side <laughs> of the spectrum. But then the song immediately comes in and is just jumping all over it. Yeah. And yeah, did not like. Okay, we're done with the tier of not at all horny, and we now move on to not quite horny enough. <laughs> These are six horns that to me do something reasonably well, but the bad outweighs the good, and it's just not working. With that in mind, in 25th place, in the key of C, with a song titled Chase the Sun by Planet Funk, the Colorado Avalanche. The song fails on two levels. It's not annoying enough to get under the skin of opposing fans, and it's not upbeat enough for home fans to want to get wild to it. The tempo is frustratingly slow. You couldn't chase molasses with this song, let alone the sun. If you bump the tempo up quite a bit more, maybe this gets ranked higher. Now, in the Alaris ranking, sort of, you had Colorado 13th. Where did I go wrong here? I uh, thought at least um, they did a better job matching the music with the horn for this one. Um, I, I think it just was such an improvement over the one that we had listened to before that, whichever uh, one that was. Uh, Colorado, C Carolina. Or, and it also works with the last one we listened yeah, to yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think at this point, I was just so upset by so many of them <laughs> <laughs> that I kind of gave this one a pass. Right. Um, it does sound like it's it's taking itself way too seriously. Like, just lighten up a yeah. bit. Maybe. You compared it to a person, I believe. Oh. Yeah, like like a person who takes themselves really seriously. But I like did. an endearing sort of way. Perhaps I was too hard on this poor misunderstood horn. Uh, maybe I, like the horn, take myself too seriously. And I only hate this horn because the horn is me, shorn of my illusions of 
uh, by myself. Uh, this is illuminating. Anyway, <laughs> um, our 24th place horn in the key of G uh, with a song titled Stab by The Attacks from the great state of Alberta, uh, we have the Edmonton Oilers. The song is really annoying, which you want if you're a fan of the the of road team, but not if you're a fan of the home team. And I do think that this song crosses the line of being abrasive, even if you wanted the goal to happen. It's one of the more discordant horns in the league, so I do give it points for originality. I would expect to hear this sort of a sound at the beginning of a Fallout game where a nuclear air raid has just started. The supporting note is a minor third down from the keynote. It's a unique horn... And I will say that I liked it less being in the echo chamber of your closet, where we are currently recording. <laughs> um, we are literally in my closet. Yeah. Um, it's my, my secret fort. But yeah. This is actually well, not the a first secret time. Now. I know. Uh, I've shared it with another yeah. person. So I uh, guess I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you don't, uh, if there's no episode six, you'll know why. Uh, in 23rd place, in the key of E-flat-ish, with Gonna Celebrate by the Phantoms, we have the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets' horn doesn't sound particularly good, and it's not very powerful, but I give it props for being both an original sound and kind of old school. Uh, like, this is how a horn would have sounded in the 80s and early 90s. I think there's a major third in there, plus something else going on. It, it sounds like something a medium to large aquatic vessel would utter, and the air raid siren is appropriate to the team's militaristic theme, which blah, but I give it points for that nonetheless. I like Edmonton's actual horn a little better, but Winnipeg has a way better goal song. Gonna Celebrate is fun and catchy with some haze in there for good measure. Uh, it's the little horn that could for the little team that may or may not. You had this in about the same range as, as I did. Yeah, um, I at the time of the ranking, sort of, I didn't <laughs> like the horn at all, um, but I thought the song was pretty okay. It was, you know, nice and celebratory, which is good to have as, a, you know, when you're a fan of the home team. That's right. Yeah. Uh, at number 22, so this is our rounding out the bottom 10, in the key of C, accompanied by Vegas Lights by Panic at the Disco, we have, silent drumroll, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> So the Colorado Avalanche called. They want their horn back. Um, I do find this one slightly more dynamic, but it's so close to Colorado's that I couldn't rank it very high. You had Vegas even lower, and you had some good points about why. 
I thought the ghoul horn itself sounded like something that would play when something is over. No. You know, there's a, a game, they give it their best shot, it's over now. Boom. <laughs> Um, and the song just didn't feel like it had any place being at a hockey game. I I guess it says that I I really felt strongly about that when we were listening to it. Well, um, we we were at the letter V at this point, so yeah, fair we were enough. a couple of beers deep. Um, uh, yeah, I did not like it. Yeah, uh, my one quibble with that argument is, is that while the song isn't home at a hockey game, I would say that Vegas itself is not yet truly home at a hockey game, uh, and in that sense it fits the parameter of personality of the market, since Vegas, as an expansion team, is a fish out of water to use more aquatic Ooh. imagery. Uh, but your point is well taken. Uh, the horn really does sound more like the end of a period than a celebratory we scored kind of deal. At number 21, in the key of C-sharp and followed by When the Blues Go Marching In by Jeremy Boyer, it is the St. Louis Blues. What a journey that one is. Oh, it's still going. Uh, okay. Um, uh, horn itself, awesome. It's doing something the Nashville Predators horn does a little better, which is it's a, a keynote with a supporting minor seventh. That lifts St. Louis just out of the bottom third for me. I get why you do when the Saints go marching in, but it's just not possible to get hyped to this. I was telling you earlier, it sounds like the organ music that would be played after your team lets a goal in. <laughs> Having this play after your team just scored is like when you finally succeed at something, but realize it was actually the chase you were excited by, and the reality of your success leaves you feeling empty inside as you wonder why you just spent $25 on two hot dogs. Yeah. What you need here is some local band or DJ to do a roided up version of When the Saints. Like, you know, when the Saints go, blues go marching in, go blues, when the Saints go marching in, go blues. Hey, maybe the they should get themselves in DJ Reed Streets oh, to fuck it up even more. <laughs> that, uh, that would be very um, Missouri, I guess. Uh, we were in the same ballpark with this one. Uh, anything else to add? I still think that this one is adorable. Yeah. It's just adorably, like, homemade. Yeah. You know, there's someone playing the organ, and they're, you know, fucking up a little bit. They're probably drinking beer the whole time. Yeah, it's like it's like when you go to a coffee shop, and there's, like, they have these little sausage rolls on sale, and it's, you're like, you know the person who made the sausage rolls. And you're like, oh, I know them. And you, I mean, you don't buy it because it's not that good. But um, anyway. It's exactly like that. It's exactly like that. So, yeah, as a package, doesn't really do much. But I just, I think it's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Number 20. In the key of A flat featuring The Whip by Loxley. It's my old flame. The one who set fire to my heart. Or was it a cop car? I'm not sure. The Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Uh, 
So I absolutely adore this horn, and if they still used Holiday as their goal song, it would be in my top 10. Holiday was a bit of a Chelsea Dagger clone, but different enough to distinguish itself with a great beat and some audience participation added to it. But instead, Vancouver just straight up stole Columbus's goal song. If you feel like you need to steal from Columbus to maintain credibility, you done fucked up. <laughs> uh, this horn is hard for me to pin down. Um, it, there's like a root fifth in there with an added note that gives it this crunchy discordant harmony and a big sound like it's coming from a giant semi-truck, although it's actually a horn used on BC ferries. Uh, it's a perfect horn for the team you love to hate, just like Holiday was a perfect song for the team you love to hate. For shame, Vancouver. For shame. For shame. That's very rude, Vancouver. <coughs> yeah. Yes, I'm upset with you. <laughs> I, it would be good otherwise. Um, yeah, I liked the horn, but that's just... That just seems rude. Yeah, something I realized about the whole song-stealing thing is that you especially don't want to do this if you're a franchise that changes its logo and colors every 12 years. If you have no culture, don't steal from another one. We've reached the next tier in the Puckface Podcast official horn rankings. I call this one solidly horny. There's nothing remarkably amazing about the next seven horns, but none of them have any fatal flaws, although you and I will disagree on at least one of them. In fact, it is the next one, ranked number 19 in the key of C-sharp, accompanied by Goons by Mona. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning. say there's nothing offensive or great about this. Uh, the Foghorn is good, with a nice root fifth harmony that elevates it above Anaheim and Colorado's. I liked San Jose's Foghorn better, although this one has a little blast of electricity, which elevates it above the bottom of the pack, um, even though it could be a little more prominent in the sound. The song, again, is pretty average. You can kind of sing along to it if you're in the crowd, and it's pretty smarmy, if not as smarmy as goal songs like Chicago or Nashville's or either a New York franchise. Uh, Alaris, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought this one at least was appropriately taunting. Um, you know, once again, sort of went to the schoolyard taunt sort of melody. But it had no personality at all. Yeah. You know, kind of like a bully who had like no sleep and was just kind of phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, you suck. Yeah. Uh, the Super Horny Hockey Countdown marches on in 18th place in the key of C-sharp, followed by The Enforcer by Monster Truck, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Go, Leafs, go!
Monster Truck is one random adjective at the beginning from being the corniest indie band name ever. Like, caffeinated monster truck, or <laughs> purple monster truck. Uh, anyway, the, the Foghorn is very similar to Tampa's with a standard Route 5, though I think this one has a bit more oomph. What elevates it somewhat is the goal song, which is clearly designed to be a goal song. And without the wanky DJ-ness of the, the, the Flyers goal song, you got your audience uh, participation, your Go Leafs Go chant. I want the horn itself to be a bit more ostentatious so it matches the song better. And so the overall package can piss off all the Leaf haters even more. All right, uh, in 17th place, Nikki of A with a song called The Nights by Avicii, the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to get you to stop it there. Okay. Hi, we're back. Alaris had to go for a smoke. Here's the horn. I'm of two minds about the goal song. Uh, The Ric Flair woo is outstanding. People who hate the idea of Carolina as a hockey market hate the woo, so I am all for it. The Knights by Avicii is a really fun, celebratory song, but it takes about 15 seconds for the chorus to kick in and get really good. That's too long for a goal song. I know Rocky Like a Hurricane would be maybe too obvious a choice, but come on. Or or better yet, a nice beefed-up Sweet Caroline remix. Um, If I'm in charge of Game Ops, I'm lobbying to get that done. Uh, Alaris, your ranking sort of put Carolina way up at number nine. I'm intrigued. I loved this one because as a character, this Gullhorn was my favorite person. First of all, the Gullhorn itself kind of sounds surprised at its own self. That's true. You know, it comes in and then it's like, oh, oh my goodness, oh, what? No, oh, it's really <laughs> happening. <laughs> and then oh, the song yeah. kicks in, which is like such a, you know, night out on the town kind of song. It sounded to me like a sort of soccer mom character, yeah. you know, like having a night out and getting really excited. It's like, right. well, I don't normally do this. And then they oh. like pound a shot of tequila and then they're out on the dance floor. Yeah. It's like they're, <laughs> they, they just went up to do karaoke and like they hadn't done karaoke since like they were in college and yeah. So they yeah. had a shot of tequila and they went up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go soccer mom. It's very, yeah. It's, I find that argument very compelling. As a, um, as a, as a character, yeah. I am kind of in love with that goal horn. Maybe I I was too hard on the song for taking too long to get punchy. Uh, Or maybe I placed it in 17th because that puts it just outside of the playoffs, which is a perfect place for the Carolina Hurricanes. Horn number 16, in the key of A, with Howlin' For You by the Black Keys from the state that gave us Austin Matthews, it's the Arizona Coyotes. Leaning into the song, 
is perfect. It doesn't feel shoehorned in like the Panthers roar. It evokes the team and the logo. I only wish the Coyotes fans got to hear it more often. There it is, the goal horn never plays joke. The joke 50 people make on every YouTube goal horn video. <sighs> that was my great frustration in preparing for this episode. The, the song obviously is perfect. The, the da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da is the right mix of annoying and inviting of crowd participation. If not for the horn itself, which is a bit underwhelming, this would be ranked much higher. Uh, Alaris, you also thought positively of this one. I did indeed. Um, I thought overall it had a, you know, triumphant sound. Um, I thought there was a bit too much of a break between the goal horn and the music, starting with the coyote howl, which you loved too much. So a bit of a lag there. Yeah. But the song was very suitably obnoxious. You know, it sounds just like... Yeah. So, yeah, it had that. I would agree with all of that. And moving on, number 15... In the key of F, featuring Song 2 by Blur, which is often misnamed Woo-Hoo, as it features vocalist Damon Albarn repeatedly saying Woo-Hoo, it's everyone's favorite other Ontario team, the Ottawa Senators. The horn is great. It's loud and very bright. Uh, the supporting minor third is at a perfect volume to underscore the keynote. Volume balance between the keynote and supporting notes is something you don't really notice until you get a little higher in the rankings and every other horn does it perfectly. It's also a horn that Via Rail apparently uses. Uh, the song is so gosh darn overdone. A full six other teams have had this as their goal song prior to the Ottawa Senators. Alaris, the Ottawa Senators uh, just cracked your sort of top five. So what did I get wrong? Well, um, it could be that my judgment was a bit off at the time, but... Um, I we could... were at the letter O at this point. <laughs> Sorry I thought this... <laughs> The horn um, sounded great. I thought the song choice was good. Um, you know, white people, we love to jump up and down to music, and <laughs> it's a very jump up and downable too. So yeah, so yeah, I think it worked. It's like white people can only dance on an X Y axis. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think you're right. I, I've been perhaps a bit harsh. Um, Ottawa gets no respect in the NHL, and evidently not enough on this podcast. Uh, at number 14, we have the second California team to grace our rankings in the key of F-sharp, featuring Ready for This by Two Unlimited, the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah, you weren't ready for that. <laughs> Nineteen ninety one was a long time ago. If you're not all ready for this by now, you'll never be. Uh, I should hate this horn because the song is so overdone, but I think it hits the right notes here. It's got a nice chanting opportunity, and it's the perfect balance of smarmy troll for opposing fans and oh what the heck, let's be total cliches for the home fans. Uh, San Jose has a good enough home crowd to get away with ready for this. Ottawa's home crowd is mostly Leafs fans, so I approve of this level of unoriginality. Uh, rounding out the solidly <laughs> horny tier. 
which sounds like something you shed after your lover whispers a perfect 69 joke in your ear. In, in the key of F-flat, I don't know, this one broke my pitch pipe, accompanied by Crowd Chant by Joe Satriani, it is New York, form of Islanders. In the sense of the two notes with similar volume, it's a lot like the Montreal Canadiens horn, which I also have ranked highly. The song is great. Uh, the, the guitar riffs are reminiscent of the NWO, which is Hulk Hogan's old stable from the late 90s. Uh, they've been using it forever, but it's still so smarmy and catchy and fun to sing along with while the away fans squirm in their seats. And we've got the little yes chant at the end, which is another nice little nod to pro wrestling. Uh, to me, the highs aren't that high with this horn, and the lows aren't that low, so it sits just outside the elite's elite. And I was just listening to it now, I put my finger on uh, one thing that I didn't quite love about it, which is, like, there's so much stuff in it. And I feel like if they just, even if they just took out the woos, like, there's there's almost too many parts. I personally didn't like it. Um, mm. You know, even though the horn and the music, they matched those together really well. Um, the guitar like call and response thing yeah. is so cringy to me but people love that shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah um it does however go on as you say yeah for just about the rest of the game yeah it's, it's, it's like it's perfect if you're if you're in the crowd and like you're not a fan of either team and you're just like well i'm happy you guys are happy uh that does it for the solidly horny horns the next tier in the super horny hockey countdown is called Horns and All. These six horns have something truly awesome about them, with one or more fatal flaws. I feel like any of the solidly horny tier could be ranked above any of these, and I wouldn't really quibble with it. Number 12, in the key of E-flat featuring Party Hard by Andrew W.K., it's the 2017 Stanley Cup champion, Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh my, I, like, the horn for me is top five. It's got a very pleasant and bright harmony to it, and it's exciting with an almost comforting quality. It's also one of the horns with a perfect volume ratio between the keynote and supporting note. Party Hard is the vodka and Red Bull of songs. If you're our age, you loved it in 2001, but your tastes have since matured. And, and if you had it now, it'd be like drinking rubbing alcohol and cough syrup. Party Hard is the anthem of asswipes, the ballad of boneheads, the chant of chavs, and the dirge of douche canoes. It is far too repugnant for me to like it even if I wanted the Penguins to score, which I did until they visited General Patton himself on the back at the White House. Coming in at number 11, in the key of C-sharp, followed by For Those About to Rock by ACDC, and then The Whip by Loxley, it's the Columbus Blue Jacket. Uh, Blue Jackets, it's not 
just one jacket. There were lots of jackets, which is why they won. Um, there's a cannon firing here, which I've lowered the volume on. Here we go. Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Where this one really shines is the ACDC fake out into Loxley. The Loxley song is a perfect blend of upbeat, get people into it, and smarmy as hell for opposing fans. Anytime you watch a Columbus home game, you see people singing along to it, as opposed to when they play that song in Vancouver. As far as the canon goes, I don't pretend to know what it sounds like when you're in the building 200 feet away from it, but this is potentially not great. Uh, we were more or less in agreement here as well. Yes, um, I liked this one because the horn itself, um, I think at this point, the fact that it didn't make me feel angry or tired, this must have been right after Calgary. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, more on that later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought I thought it was nice. Um, the melody change between ACDC and Wow, 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 Wow. Whichever one that is. The Wow, oh, 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 oh that, The that Whip by Lockstep. The Whip, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, but it didn't, um, it didn't, it didn't suck. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't suck. Yeah, that's true. And that's a that's a nice thing for people to be able to sing along with. It has a sort of taunting cadence, but um, it sounds a lot more celebratory. The pleasant, like. yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, the the pleasant surprise of oh, this doesn't suck is like a perfect horn for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, yeah, okay, we come. Canon, I think though, is a bit yeah, much. Yeah, it Take is. Take that out. Yeah. Um, okay, we come to the top ten goal horns in the Super Horny Hockey Countdown. We are in the home stretch, so let's boogie on. Ranked to number 10 in the key of A-flat, accompanied by Let's Go Crazy by Prince, the Minnesota Wild. One of the best song choices in the NHL, uh, Prince was a Minnesota native. The Wild actually changed the goal song to Let's Go Crazy right after he died. Oh. Uh, uh, who knows what the hell look for the purple banana till they put us in the truck means, but whatever, it's fucking Prince. We really differed on this. I have it at 10, your ranking sort of, put it at number 23. Uh, you did make some really good points about it when we went through the horns together, though. Uh, yeah, this one for me... I actually couldn't tell what the music was for quite a while mm -hmm. because the horn starts and then the music starts and it's just hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. Um, also, I think... So, yeah, you, you can't even hear that Prince is playing. Um, so I didn't get that at first. All I could hear was just enough to remind me of, like, being, being on uh, rides at the carnival in the, <laughs> the 90s because that's the kind of thing they would play. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it was just kind of disorienting, and it sounded to me like some drunk asshole 
running around at the carnival yelling and scaring the kids. Yeah. <laughs> remind me of that point when we get to the Dallas Stars, because when I talk about Pantera, that just reminded me of something. I um, will try. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I was so enamored by the Prince thing that I glossed over the execution of it. Um, perhaps this should be a tier lower. Uh, you make some really good points. Um, onwards and upwards, coming in at number nine on the Super Horny Hockey Countdown in the key of B with a song called Let Me Clear My Throat by DJ Cool. <clears throat> we have uh, the Buffalo Sabres, but first, I'm going to go pee and get more beer. So stay tuned. Hi, we're back. Um, I just, <laughs> I went pee and I got beer. Um, both things you can do uh, indoors, legally. Um, so here's the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> What a unique horn we have here. Uh, you've got a supporting note, a third down from the keynote, and then another supporting note, like a minor third down from that. So you get this really unique wall of notes that to me sounds a little different with each blast after a goal. The one part that loses marks for me is the song, don't repeat here we go now over and over and over. Give me a reason to go now. I, I hate that it just teases the one little part from Hollywood Swingin', which by the way would work way better after the Anaheim, after the Anaheim Ducks goal horn. Other than that, great. Uh, you had this way up at number two, sort of. Uh, what are your thoughts? I thought this one was great. I mean, the goal horn does sound <coughs> like the kind of noise you'd hear after you made a wrong answer. Yeah. You know, it's like, wrong answer. Yeah. But there's so much of that. And then the song afterwards, it's like, you were wrong, but you know who was right. Yeah. These guys, here we go now. Here we go yeah. now. <laughs> and then you're just rocking out with a bunch of like Nickelodeon green goo all over you. So, um, yep. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't tell from your reaction to that whether you got that reference. Um, I did. Okay, all right. Um, but did you? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes? Uh, I'm scared goo is going to fall on me. Um, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, okay, number eight. In the key of B, but like B flat, but kind of flatter, accompanied by Goal Song by Antoine Bex. The Montreal Canadiens. Sing choirs of angels. Uh, what's distinctive to me about this horn is that uh, the supporting note, which is a major third down, is very nearly the same volume as the keynote. It's a really bright sound, and it sounds freaking great in a playoff game when the bell center is loud as hell. I love the horn. Where it loses marks, obviously, is the goal song, creatively titled Goal Song. <laughs> it's upbeat and chanty enough, but they're not using Laboo, which was such a fantastic goal song and so appropriate for Montreal. Yes. If they switch back to Laboo, 
top three horn in the league. As of right now, it misses the top five. You had this more in the middle of the league than I did. Yeah, I do agree with uh, your points there. Um, but for me, the horn, it did, it sounded like angels singing. Like it was a yeah. choir of angels. <laughs> it went on for a bit too long. Yeah. And then the music was all wrong for it. Yeah. So it just ended up kind of confused. Yeah. The last of the horns in all tier is also the last of the California teams. In the key of B-flat, accompanied by Power Ride 2010 by metal band drummer and Anne Rind enthusiast... Uh, Anne Rind? Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> Anne Rind? Ayn, Ayn Rand. Ayn... My favorite part of the bacon. Some people like the fatty part. <laughs> but I, I like Anne Rind myself. I was really hoping you had something funny to say there because I had nothing. All I could do is repeat it like David Letterman repeating Uma Oprah in the Oscars in 1995. There's a reference for you. Um, how did like? How do I know that reference? But I didn't know what you can't handle. The truth comes from like what? What fucking movie is that? Anyway, um, we'll find that out later. Um, anyway, uh, Power Ride 2010 by metal band drummer and Ayn Rand enthusiast or bacon lover. I don't know Fred Curry, but we'll ignore that. Here is the Los Angeles Kings. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that just make you want some bacon um so obviously <laughs> this song is horrendous uh yeah it's good to have the hey 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 chant there but the rangers goal song does that way better the actual horn is awesome it sounds like a real train that means serious business you got your keynote and then a supporting note uh, a major third down and then another less prominent note i believe a fifth down from the keynote structurally it's way different from all of the other horns and it's super discordant and powerful without being off-putting to me anyway this is one of the best horns at making a goal seem like a huge event uh, watch the stanley cup winner from 2014 scored by alec martinez in overtime of game five the horn makes Henrik Lundqvist flopping to the ice in tears so much more powerful. Ugh. It's truly one of the best. Okay, we move on from the horns and all tier to our final tier, which encompasses horns one through six. These are the top horn dogs. These are the horns that are stuck in your head when your mind's in the gutter. And in sixth place, in the key of A-flat with a song titled Puck Off by Pantera, we have the Dallas Stars. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, um, the song, Did You Know, was written for the Dallas Stars by Pantera prior to their Stanley Cup run in 1999. Pantera had a Stanley Cup run? Uh, no, the Dallas Stars Stanley Cup run. Fuck oh. in English language. Uh, and has been used ever since. 
It's your standard heavy metal tune with a Dallas Stars chant for everyone to rock, rock out to, because that's apparently what I wrote. Um, <laughs> cute story. When I went to summer camp at the age of 13, I discovered I could get the praise and attention of my peers by drinking really gross concoctions of liquids and condiments. One of them was a combination of milk, water, tomato sauce, and Parmesan cheese. Um, afterwards, <laughs> your face is amazing right now. Afterwards, I was asked by one of the camp counselors if I listened to Pantera, <laughs> to which I responded, what's a Pantera? The things you can do with adult sense of taste. Um, and I remember the thing that I was going to say, re-Pantera and ah, carnivals, earlier. I'm glad I reminded you. The guy who asked me if I'd listened to Pantera about six years later the like the carnival is in town in Nelson and he's fucking running the tilt-a-whirl see yeah the guy who asked me <laughs> I say as though I've made some kind of amazing <laughs> point <laughs> you see I was right uh, uh, the horn itself is the same note as the Chicago Blackhawks horn apparently I like horns in A flat uh, you have a supporting minor third under the keynote as opposed to Chicago's, which is a minor third above. I find it to be quite a pleasant sound. Uh, you did not agree. Your ranking sort of put this all the way down at number 21. So I ask you, Alaris, why am I wrong, and what did Pantera ever do to you? Well, um, see, at the time, I, I feel like I mo agree with you more now than I did uh, when we did our initial yeah. sort of ranking. Um, I, I just I found the music too obnoxious and in your face without really giving you anything. Although I guess if you're a Dallas Stars fan, saying Dallas Stars, yeah. Dallas Stars is kind of giving them exactly what they want. Yeah. Um, also, I was a huge fan of Pantera. I didn't know this was a Pantera song. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. As usual. Mm -hmm. Um. I remember the night that I found out that Dimebag Daryl had died. I was wearing my Pantera shirt. I was out at the bar, mm -hmm. and I proceeded to get blackout drunk, <clears throat> and um, that's the end of that story. All right. I was quite young. <laughs> this was a thing that I did sometimes when I received really bad life-changing news, like... Dimebag Daryl is dead. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say that news caught you with your Panteras down. Moving right along. Moving right <laughs> along. <laughs> we come to the top five. Uh, at number five, in the key of C-sharp, with Kerncraft 400 by Zombie Nation, the Boston Bruins. <sighs> right now, to me, that sounds like a surprise boost. A surprised goose? <laughs> well, now that you've ruined this horn for me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, what, why is this horn so good? The surprised, the surprised goose. Wow. I was the goose, Canada goose, surprise Canadian team. That lost to the Bruins. I'm trying to do like a Jeff Goldblum Independence thing, Day thing in my head where I try to come up with a joke on the fly, but it's just not working. Ooh! Um, <laughs> yeah. What? You, I see what you did there. Yeah. You did a thing there. I did. Okay. The Jeff Goldblum thing. Gould, Goldblum. On the fly. Jeff Gold. 
on the f- what? You said Jeff Goldblum, and then you said I tried to come up with a joke on the fly. Oh, he was in the fly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought this... it was very clever. Thank okay, you. You're moving right along. Why is this horn <laughs> so good? Um, you can very faintly hear a supporting note, um, a fifth above the keynote, which in the acapella world where I come from is the ultimate sound foundation, a root five. I think it is the right kind of piercing, whereas the Washington Capitals is more the wrong kind. I love how it pulses into the sound at the beginning of the horn. Like there's a sort of false start in there, which makes the horn piercing and yet eased into the piercingness. Did you know? that the main tune in the song is a remix of the music from a Commodore 64 game. Huh. It, it's a 1984 game, uh, but a, a 1940 video game would be <laughs> a trip, um, uh, about a hotel employee who sneaks into empty rooms and plays video games, which are there because reasons. The song was used without permission, and Zombie Nation was forced to pay an un- undisclosed amount to the game developer. If that's not Boston sportsy, I don't know what is Alaris. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to uh, add? No, I thought the horn and song matched well. Um, it sounds like a thing that's nice to pair with beer, as I'm sure many people do at the games. Yeah. Um, so I I say that's a good one. Well. Funny story. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not a funny story. However, back in my days of being a Habs fan, I worked at a local uh, pub in Victoria called Steamers. There was a hotel upstairs. Um, some people who worked in the bar lived in the rooms upstairs. Um, it was also very haunted. We can get into that some other time. Okay. But um, I also took care of the cleaning of the hotel upstairs. And one time my boss came up to like tell me something while I was at work. And I was just in one of the people's apartments <laughs> yeah. watching a hockey game, drinking some beer. I was like, <laughs> oh, <amazing>. hey. <laughs> yeah. But it was fine. You, you, you spent so much time wondering whether you could do watch the hockey game in that room and and didn't think about whether you should wow yeah wow life lessons that's that that's jeff goldblum in jurassic park oh okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway um and with that we come to horn number four and our largest point of contention on this list this is the moment in the super super horny hockey countdown that will test the strength of our bond as podcasters nay as friends. In the key of F-sharp, featuring Righteous Smoke by our favorite almost indie band Monster Truck, the Calgary Flames. This horn is very close to the same keynote as the Anaheim Ducks horn, but an octave higher, way brighter, and with a couple of really cool supporting notes. I believe there's a minor third and a seventh in there, and I find this sound to be actually quite soothing. 
Now, this is really saying something because the Flames have broken my heart as a Canucks fan on multiple occasions over the last 14 or so years. It's the perfect goal horn for a late Western game when you're a little tired and want to be fired up but not overstimulated. It's also very distinctive. If a train went by and it made this sound, you wouldn't be you you wouldn't be like, oh, that's any other train. You'd be like, wait, that's the Calgary Flames goal horn. The song is also very appropriate. I've been through the East, I've been on through the West, and the word on the trails, they like my song the best. I'm on fire. Annoying, easy to hate, but appropriate to the team and a little catchy in spite of itself. Alaris, who I understand dislikes puppies, the floor is yours. Um, I disagree that the song is catchy in spite of itself. I don't think it's catchy at all. The goal horn, I actually, I liked. I thought it was okay. It sounds like something is going to happen. You're barreling down the road in your big truck and you've got your music blasting and then the train is coming and you're crossing the tracks. It's like, oh my God, are they going to collide? But they don't. You just keep driving, playing your obnoxious music. And that's all that happens. It's it's a very, it's a bad story. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very uninteresting story. And I'm upset that they made me tell it. Yeah, the, the song's not that catchy. Um, uh, yeah, let's never fight again. Um, oh, wait, we disagree on the next one, too. Uh, in third place in the Super Horny Hockey Countdown in the key of B-flat, accompanied by Slapshot by Ray Castoldi, New York, form of Rangers. One of the best crowd reactions you'll ever hear is the Derek Stepan goal in Game 7 OT to knock out the Washington Capitals. Google Stepan OT crowd reaction, and you'll find a video shot about 30 feet from the, where the goal is scored. Everyone is singing along with Slapshot, and it is so off- awesome. Even Henrik Lundqvist manages to not look enraged. The actual horn is great, too. I think Chicago's and Boston's have a bit of more gravitas, but this is a nice, clean, and classic horn. Uh, you were not feeling it with this one, though. You had it all the way down at about 20th. I was not feeling this one. I feel like there was sort of a bare minimum of the effort at in your faceness. Um, it sounded to me like, you know, someone was called upon to be in someone's face, and they were like, oh yeah, okay. I'd... Whoa, hey, 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 hey. And yeah, yeah um, I just, I, I didn't feel like it had any character whatsoever. Uh, which brings us to a regular segment on Puckface Podcast, What's Not Upsetting Taylor About the Vancouver Canucks. I'm not, I'm not upset now, got no regrets now, I don't care about the Vancouver Canucks. So give, give me those Vancouver Canucks. You know what doesn't upset me about the Vancouver Canucks? The fact that the greatest horn song package of all time is the one that ruined my childhood. 
I'm not at all bothered by the fact that in 1993-94, and only 1993-94, the New York Rangers used the same horn they have now, but the goal song was a goddamn saxophone solo. Hit me with it. Are you sure? Just, just, just do it. Okay. Zubov, no shot. Noonan centers it. Here's Noonan, the backhander. They score! Messier scores! Hey, Taylor, your nine-year-old dreams just got crushed. Oh, and also, live from New York, it's Saturday night! <laughs> I love this horn so much. I uploaded it to my PS3, and I use it as the goal horn for my created team on NHL 14, the Victoria Wise Guys. <laughs> they come out to the theme song from Goodfellas, and get the sax treatment whenever they score. It's freaking beautiful. And for some ungodly reason, you can't do that on the next-gen systems. You can count the pores on Connor McDavid's face, but you can't upload an MP3. Fuck's sake. And that's what's not upsetting Taylor about the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, two horns left. Only one can be the winner. And it's not this one. In the key of A-flat, accompanied by I Like It, I Love It by Tim McGraw, and followed by Gold on the Ceiling by the Black Keys, the 2017 Western Conference Champions. Speaking of Western Conference Champions. The Nashville Predators! This, this horn is edging me. <laughs> Where do I start? Uh, you've got a minor seventh. A minor freaking seventh. That is just cultured. I love horns that kind of pulse into the sound like someone pressed a button on an actual horn rather than pushing play on an MP3. I like the way the horn buzzes, like like my phone is buzzing right now. Um, uh, like an actual saber tooth is ripping through something, and it just sounds nice. This horn has it. Alaris, you had this top three as well. Your take? I think it is fantastic. Um, when I first heard it, I thought the the medley was obnoxious because the country song just like it, it sort of you know got my back up a little bit. Um, and before I realized it was the Nashville Predators, and before I realized how perfect it is mm -hmm. for Nashville, yeah. um, it made me angry that I had to rate it so high because it's so good. Yeah. But it's just perfect for Nashville. <sighs> and the winner of the super horny hockey countdown, it pains me to say so, <sighs> but the franchise that started it all, 
finishes the list today. In first place, in the key of A-flat, with goddamn Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis, is the Chicago Blackhawks. What do you get for the horn that has everything? You have a nice thick bass sound with a minor third above it at exactly the right volume. If the word bedlam could speak, it would make this sound. And then you have four seconds of drumming and you know what's coming next. The biggest earworm in the NHL, frickin' Chelsea Dagger. You can sing along with it if you're a fan of the opposing team. Not only does it get stuck in your head, it haunts you long after your team has been taken apart by Chicago, or this year after Corey Crawford has carried a husk of a failing dynasty to a 1-0 victory. Awful logo notwithstanding. This is a slick bit of pageantry. Alaris, the floor is yours. Oh, this one made me so upset. It is so disappointingly perfect. I don't want to like the Chicago Blackhawks goal horn but it's it's perfect. It yeah. has everything. It's the perfect goal horn sound. It goes perfectly with the song. The song is perfect. It's the epitome of schoolyard taunt song melody. I, I'm I, I think we should uh, postpone hockey D and D league for that. Oh song. yeah, I was gonna do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say that we're not doing that um, because that's my job. Oh, right. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. All right. I was just thinking since, like, you know, sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't do it. And that's all we have time okay. for right. today. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this super horny hockey countdown. Follow us on at PuckFacePod on Twitter. Find our captioned episodes on the PuckFacePod YouTube channel. Download us on iTunes or wherever free podcasts are sold. Or if you're kind of buzzed and it's all because listening to us on SoundCloud is how you do it, that is how you do it. Now get out of here, you puck face. Imagine there's no hockey. It's easy if you try No platform for Don Cherry No arena food to buy Imagine all the people Spending time outside Isn't hard to do. No Vancouver Canucks to disappoint you. No Sydney Crosby, too. Imagine all the people 
writing or something worthwhile. You, you may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us. And play a fucking board game or something. Imagine there's no lockouts. I wonder if you can. No billionaires and millionaires fighting. No more Gary Batman. Imagine all the people paying attention to the arts. You, you may say that I'm just jealous. Because Vancouver is the worst But I know someday I'm gonna end this god-awful game If global warming doesn't first 